Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 37, Too Much of a Good Thing. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Right, you know that moment. That first thin mint is glorious. And then you have another, and then another. And soon, that very small sleeve of deliciousness is gone. The second sleeve, an inkling of regret, seeps in. Was the 32nd cookie as good as the first? Did we need the other 31? And please note, I am not judging, merely observing, because for me, it's not really thin mints. But I understand the addiction. It's popcorn. And I mean lots of popcorn, like huge quantities of popcorn and wine. Anyway, you know that feeling, right? Too much of a good thing may not be incrementally better. And at some point, it's like, well, it's worse. <laughs> so so what does this have to do with leadership? Because let's consider this from a workplace point of view. Let's say you identify with one of the following strengths. Maybe you have a super strong work ethic, or you relate strongly to others. You're an achiever. Maybe you have a really good orientation to planning and organizing, or you're super responsible, or you have a zest for competition, or maybe you're highly analytical. Well, have you ever found yourself in a situation when any of these strengths became problematic? When do you find yourself? eating that entire sleeve or box rather than enjoying a cookie or two? And is there an optimal use also of our strengths in the workplace? Is there too much of a good thing that causes us challenges or regrets? I would say yes, absolutely, because our strengths overplayed can become a disadvantage to all of us. And ironically, Our strengths overplayed can actually breed stress and resentment and physical exhaustion. So let's explore this a bit and see if or how you see yourself in this scenario. But first, let's consider what a strength even is and the impact of using our strengths at work, because this has gotten a lot of play over the years and for very good reasons. Alex Lindley's definition of a strength is this. He defines it as a pre-existing capacity for a particular way of behaving, thinking, or feeling that is authentic and energizing to the user 
and enables optimal functions, development, and performance. And seriously, folks, what is the downside of that? What is the downside of feeling authentic and energized, especially when we have that pre-existing capacity to behave or think or feel in a certain way? It's like, yay me, I'm awesome. And yes, we gain significant personal and professional value from connecting to our strengths. You may have heard that in the research. Maybe you've taken the Gallup's Strength Finder or some other assessment that helps you realize your strengths. But I think it's also helpful to know, and it's helpful to know that understanding and using our strengths can lead us to more increased authenticity. We get to be our true selves because we're doing something we love. So they provide us intrinsic motivation. It also can give us a sense of flow and positive experience, which helps, you know what, give our life more meaning. Using our strengths also is helpful from a coping perspective because people who leverage them have a greater subjective and psychological well-being which means we're less stressed and we have less depressive symptoms. This also leads to higher job satisfaction and increased engagement. So when you hear that list of benefits and you think, oh my goodness, how can this be problematic? And that's a great question because the challenge to all of us is about the balance because it should be noted that just using your strengths more is not really effective. To be truly leveraged, strengths should be developed and used in the context of situational awareness, meaning we're using them in the right amount in the right situation. For example, if one of your strengths is honesty, are there any times that you would not be honest or that maybe you'll be less forthright with your opinion? Those things are important to know. How do we use our strengths in the optimal amount in the right situation? And how would we even know that our strengths are being overused? Great question. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Typically, we would know they're being overused in one of two ways. One, we might receive feedback from those around us that we're not doing things in alignment with our intentions. So we had good intentions and our strengths are being overplayed and they're not coming across in a positive or constructive manner. So for example, think about if your strength is creativity, maybe our quest for originality, it becomes eccentric and people think, oh my gosh, it's you're taking it too far. It's not working. Or maybe our pursuit of teamwork, we really have a strength around teamwork and connecting with others, that may actually ultimately feel like dependence, that we need other people to do our job, that we can't operate independently. So that is one way we might know that our strength is overused, is that other people are giving us feedback. The second way we know is that we realize internally our energy and that use of our strength begins to drain. Think about this if you're the planner and organizer and you're constantly planning and organizing and then you have to go home and you have to plan and organize and then you have to do that work and you have to do it for your friends and you do it again and again and again until you're going crazy and suddenly planning and organizing is like the last thing you want to do. Like stop the madness. Why can't other people do this? Yeah, that feeling, that's the one. (laughs) That means your energy is draining at using that strength. 
or maybe you have a strength in being responsible and you take responsibility and accept responsibility and then you kill yourself trying to be responsible and get everything done that you've agreed to. And it's exhausting because at some point you're taking on responsibilities. Maybe some of them aren't even your responsibilities, but then you think I got to do this thing and then you get quietly exhausted and resentful. Bummer. It doesn't work, right? Because even our most amazing strengths can be problematic in reality or by the perceptions of other people around us. Honesty, that can be perceived as righteousness. Kindness can be intrusiveness. A sense of fairness can be perceived as detachment. Teamwork, dependence, perseverance, obsessiveness. So when we think about our strengths, think about all of them overplayed and kind of the dark side of them. So our job is again to find that healthy balance and it's to think about how do we use them in the optimal amount in the right situation. And that's our opportunity. So to use our strengths, consider a couple of the following ideas. The first is you have to know what your strengths are. If you've never taken any kind of strengths assessment, it's certainly worth doing. A lot of times it isn't like, oh my gosh, I never thought about this. I'm really good at planning or yes, I'm an achiever or yes, I have a strong work ethic or I'm a relater or whatever. But I think recognizing and being very conscious about what we're good at, it allows us to feel good about our contributions in the workplace and to the world at large. And then secondly, it allows us to make sure we are using those strengths, either at work or in our personal life. But number two is we really have to be self-aware. If we don't monitor the use, the development, and the overuse of our strengths, that can be problematic. So in considering feedback from other people, ask yourself, are your strengths ever getting in the way of your effectiveness? Find that out. Pay attention. When you're stressed and burned out, are you overplaying one of your strengths? Thirdly, find new uses for your strengths. For example, if you tend to overuse some of them at work, let's say you are highly competitive and you're really good at competition and you find yourself overusing it at work in a way that is not collaborative or team oriented, consider how you can apply your strengths in other areas of your life. And again, this is like, well, duh, of course I can do that. But we don't always consider, is that even one happening at work? And then two, Okay, that makes sense. That's maybe why you love going to athletic events or being in athletics or having the opportunity to really compete either individually or in a team. And what's interesting is that research indicates when we find a new way to apply our strengths, our happiness levels increase within one week and continues for beyond six months. Crazy, right? And the last tip is, Yes, you can know your strengths and be self-aware and find new uses, but ask other people for feedback. If you aren't sure if your strengths are being overused, consider asking a trusted colleague for feedback. And then, like, listen openly, honestly, and thoughtfully. Because if you are a thin mint, you're going to garner a lot of fans and followers. But with 16 thin mints per sleeve and 160 calories in four cookies, 
yes, 40 stinking calories a piece, at some point, it might just be too much for both you and those around you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Join me next week when we're going to talk about a super cool concept called cognitive distortions. Yeah, that's when our mind convinces us that something that isn't true is true. Oh, I know you're going to love it. 